Hello and welcome to our first podcast on our trips around Turkey. Our first trip is going to be to Mias. This is in the Aydin region. It was a Tuesday the 2nd of December 2008. The weather was good and we decided yes let's go somewhere, let's not sit around, let's get out and visit the local area. So we drove out from Akbuk and headed along the Soke road for about 10 kilometers. Just past the petrol station we turned right and headed east through the town of Sarakema. Passing through the town we came to the river. Here we crossed it and following the brown signs, mind you at the bridge the brown sign was all but obliterated by paint, we followed the road to the left for about seven and a half kilometers before we drove through another town called Avshar. We took great care at Abshar because the roads were not very good. They were badly broken up by lorries travelling through this mountainous region from the feldspar mines higher in the hills. From Abshar we drove on to for another or two kilometres or so until we came to yet another brown sign, badly bent, but showing the route off the road to the Mios site. The sign showed the distance as 300 metres. Later we were to discover that this was more like one and a half kilometres, but nevertheless we started our way down the track, a narrow track, only one car wide, and at first it was okay, it was a bit stony, dusty, but nevertheless quite passable. But slowly the stone boulders got bigger and we decided to leave the car and walk the rest of the distance. It had obviously been worked on this track because there were sort of channels, irrigation channels we suspect ready for the rains that were yet to come over the winter season. Weather was warm and as we walked we soon regretted putting on our jumpers and long trousers as we began to get hotter and hotter. We passed many empty fields, obviously there had been a large cotton crop in the area which was one of the major crops that does occur in this area anyway as the remnants of the cotton plants were sticking up out of the ground with the odd little bud of cotton still on them. After walking, well, now we know, nearly one and a half kilometres, we turned a corner to see our first glimpse of the Byzantine fort of Miles, standing high in the low flat plains around us. Now it has to be remembered that this place was in fact a sea. A sea that in fact covered this whole area, the Aegean Sea, and lapped at the rocks here at the fort and the temple of Myos. A few minutes later and we were scrambling amongst the fort. The fort had high walls with defence slits mounted at the top, huge arch entrances and a typical Byzantine structure. The bottom of the walls had obviously been made from white stone that had been probably once part of the Ionic temple of Zeus that stood just next door to the now derelict fort. There's not much of the temple left, some obvious remains of walls, a walkway and one or two small bits of pillar that lie around on the floor. There was an interesting wall at one end, probably where the sea actually lapped up against the temple at one stage. Very huge boulders carefully placed in amongst the uh, structure of the wall. Myas was once a member of the Panionic League though in its later years it was once and was the least significant member of the Decapolis. According to Pasoios, Myas was founded by a party of Ionians from Cariatos, a son of King Codros of Athens, 
The city they established was one of the most important parts in Ionia. With some 200 Greek warships anchoring here in 499 BC. At the beginning of the Ionic Revolution against the Persians, Myos was where it started, the start of the Greco-Persian Wars. The city was in decline by then though and for the Battle of Lade in 494 BC, Myos contributed only three warships. The decline was due to the silting up of the port of Myos with mud carried down the river Meandra, which still to this day meanders and strolls and streams just down past the fort and in fact follows the path that we drove down from the road. It was and still is very much a malarial marsh and is one of the reasons why the crops in this area tend to be crops that need water or can survive in hot summers without much water in the ground. So rice is often a secondary um, crop in the fields around this area. Strabo writes that the people from Myas withdrew to Miletus with everything they could carry including the images of the gods. In my time there was nothing left at Myas but a white stone temple of Dionysus, which also was dedicated to Zeus. We spent about 30-40 minutes wandering around taking photographs and then slowly made our way back to the car passing again the fields of spent cotton and from the car drove back to the main road. We spent the rest of the day travelling northeast, heading basically towards Circe but in fact it took us two or three hours to do that as we meandered around the country roads and the narrow village roads that went across the mountains, spectacular views, spectacular rocks and really in the glorious sunshine of the afternoon it was a fitting end to a great day visiting Myos, a once huge temple to Zeus followed by a Byzantine fort that stood on the edge of the Aegean Sea with huge fleets of ships coming up to it, now a derelict brick walls in the middle of nowhere, farming fields all around it.